and Sam have just moved to Santa Carla, California. They're about to discover its secret. Notice anything unusual about Santa Carla yet? No. Pretty cool place. If you're a Martian. Or a vampire. <laughs> Welcome. We're back. Back for another edition of the Download Podcast Show. I am Darren Jenkins. And I'm Chris Saunders. And on today's show, so last time we did a movie that we kind of said maybe it was kind of a cult film, but this one actually is a cult film. This is like, these. I mean, this is the, the like true definition of a cult classic. Um, the Lost Boys. Um Directed by Joel Schumacher, featuring the song Cry Little Sister. Uh, story by Janice Fisher, James Jeremis, uh, producers Mark Damon and Harvey Bernard, with a budget of $8.5 million and a box office of 32.2 seems low to me, but maybe in that time, I don't know, maybe it was a good return i don't know um i just feel like this this should have made more money um yeah um let me read the synopsis after moving to a new town two brothers discovered that the area is a haven for vampires cast uh jason patrick Corey hayne Corey feldman diane weiss bernard hughes edward herman Kiefer sutherland and Jamie Gertz, two movies in a row with uh, two movies in a row with Jamie Gertz. Yep, I mean, I think we partially did that because of her, because it was a good follow up. But um, also, <laughs> is it Richard Donner is a producer of this, right? Yeah, uh, and he passed away this week, so we wanted to honor him because he's done a ton of movies that I absolutely love. Yeah, uh, you know. He's done. He did the Lethal Weapons, Superman, Goonies. Um, that's probably enough. But you know, also the Omens in there, which is also probably another yeah cultish yeah. classic. Um, Assassins, Scrooged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maverick, by the way, Maverick is one of my all-time favorite movies. I don't know oh, if anyone really knows about it. Yeah, Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster. Um, yeah. So. And he's done a lot of stuff with Mel Gibson, conspiracy theory. So wow. definitely want to give him a shout out. Yeah, he's been a part of uh, pop culture for a good long time and shaped the cinematic viewing for a lot of a lot of people. A lot of filmmakers probably owe, owe him a lot of um, a lot of credit. So um, rest in peace. 
Richard. Yes, sir. So, so let's get into it. So this, uh, this <laughs> I guess I didn't really make the connection at first, but this movie was titled after The Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Yep. So this is kind of like a adult Peter Pan. Is that what we're gonna say? <laughs> well, um, I was watching a, um, I was watching a panel with uh, Richard. I mean, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland and um, and uh, Jason Patrick, and this movie kind of was supposed to be like a somewhat of an ode to the Goonies. So that makes mm-hmm. a little bit of sense. Well, you got is, Corey Feldman in there, so yeah. So I mean. Uh, yeah, it's it's very similar in the sense that you have these kids thinking they can save the world, right? Or yeah. Do these remarkable things, yeah. on adventures, um, and then have like, I'm sorry, Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange in this movie. It's, yeah. He's, why, was, he's, why was he talking like this the whole time? But that's his, you know. I think if you watch any of like any of his other movies, he probably does the same. He does like the same character in every movie. He's like it's it's just him. And like, <laughs> and like the, what the Corys were like heartthrobs back in in this time, right? They were yeah. Those two they were like um, always kind of connected. I'm not sure like what like I guess they were teenage heartthrobs that really never gone went anywhere else after that. So, well, Corey Haim has passed away, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know how long after this, but yeah, I think he was. It was it was a little bit after this, so it's funny because so we we did the last film, um, was it less than zero? And like we're discussing how that like ruined uh, Robert (laughs) Downey Jr. Now Kiefer Sutherland has not had a good track record either. Not with movies. <laughs> well, I'm just saying with like his life. Yeah. Off screen. Yeah. Is, is this another movie that ruined an actor? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um <laughs> what did he do before this? <laughs> but I don't know. I mean he was doing mostly like those teenage movies. He I mean he did stand by me. Um uh, Young Guns. Oh, right. But Young Guns was, 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 that was after this, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like the year afterwards. Um, well, you know what? Young Guns is also a cult classic and very yep. popular. Yep. And he was also in um, A Time to Kill, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. He's good in that. Flatliners. Oh, uh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, my God. You got to see that. It's a really good movie. Oh, shit. Was he in Stand By Me? He was in Stand By Me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Stand By Me was before the year before this, then so Lost 86, Boys. So eighty six Stand By Me, eighty seven Lost Boys, eighty eight yeah. Young Guns. I mean, dude was just he was he was crushing that the, the between eighty six and say two thousand two. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, that's so so he, he didn't ruin his career. Oh, few good men. Oh man. So his career, Three Musketeers. Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his career wasn't ruined until much later. When he, I don't know, drink, was he drinking and all that kind of stuff? Driving. Yeah, I think if anything, it probably helped him a little bit to kind of, you a know, bad boy. Yeah. Phone booth. Um, but then, of course, he came back with twenty four. Yep. Big time. That was his thing, man. That's his. That's his Mount Everest right there. So yeah, that's just an amazing series. Yeah. So without that was, I think that that was like after the movies ended, and he had a little had to have a little break. Then then twenty four. Yep. Yep. So you know, 
Okay. So the answer is no. No, not at all. Because it was like nine seasons. In the movie. Yeah, so there, was, there, were, there was talk about a movie, like him doing a movie for uh, uh, no, he did. 24, but they never did it. No, no, they did. did, they? did oh, that's it. right. They did do it. 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they did the movie. I never I saw it. I don't, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, and how do you do like a 24 movie? It's got to be 24 hours, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so this, um, so yeah, not surprisingly, I mean, this got 7.3 on IMDb and 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. Um, but right. audience, audience on Rotten Tomatoes is 85. So I think that's, I think we know that. <laughs> the audience, I think this was, like I said, cult classic. I think people yeah. liked it much more than the credit critics did. So. Mm-hmm. Oof, and filmed in three weeks. Three weeks. That's crazy. What was the other movie we did? That was um, also filmed like in two, three weeks. I forget what the movie was, but <laughs> I always feel like when you when you take when you do something under six weeks, um, if it's successful, you should they should give you a special Academy Award or something. <laughs> Because that's the three weekers award. <clears throat> three weeks is like I've seen short films that take more than that. So, so yeah, let's pick that one up on the IMDb trivia page. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Um, my first question was: Is was this supposed to be a scary movie? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know what it feels like. It feels like a, a driving movie type of movie. Yeah, it totally got, has that that kind of. It's it still has like a little bit of that, uh, like the horror movies from like the nineteen sixties feel to it, mm-hmm. where it's it's not quite it's not really scary, but you know you like to you're at the drive and you want to make it feel like it is scary. But it's also a slow roll, right? Like they 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 have these scenes with like just the camera flying, which is you know actually I don't know at the time if that was like. Um, revolution like not revolutionary but like very new to just have like to simulate flying because you had had superman but like he was in the shot right right it's just like doing all his things but this was just like using the The camera pov yeah so but like you see like people getting carried away and like dragged away and stuff but like nothing you don't see anything till much later yeah have you seen anything like that like i've i don't recall any movie i've seen recently that's done that point of view no that was actually um, kind of dope. The only thing I can think of is um, not recent, uh, Never Ending Story. This is probably oh, the same, same era when they had the flying dog. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Luck Dragon, and they, they do it from that point of view. Oh, do you know what they also did it in? They did it in, um, what was that movie? The movie about the dragons with um, Matthew McConaughey and. Rain um, of Fire. Yeah, they did it with that. Yeah, okay. I seem to remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but, but I guess the point was we're not seeing any, like anything gory or scary or horrific. Yeah. We just I mean, well, for the longest time in the movie, you don't even know like what, like they just seem like regular, just like, like some punk rock thugs, you know, and that's yeah. really it. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it wasn't supposed to. Be, I don't know, it, it was definitely supposed to be scary, but like it comes off more funny than anything else. So they were saying on the uh, in this panel that they thought that um, that 
it they they were aiming for more sexy than than scary and i'm like and it was funny because the the guy who's like at like the moderator for the panel he's like oh it's the sexiest movie ever i'm like what What you're talking about bro (laughs) like dude have you not seen basic instinct 12 nine and a half weeks i mean i can go on and on (laughs) yeah nah bro yeah, I don't know. Like, when was this panel from? Was this from the it actual? Was, it time was kind of like a comic. It was kind of like one of those Comic Con type panels. Right, but is it a recent one? Was it like the cast got back together twenty years later thing? Or it, oh, it was definitely um, like Kiefer Sutherland was an older dude. He was okay. so it must have been probably within the last eight years or so. So this guy has no excuse. He has thirty more years of of yeah. movie of movies to compare to when he chose yeah. said this was the sexy okay it's got yeah it. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like okay well somewhere out there i guess J- J- uh, jamie kurtz is probably woo you know so <laughs> i am that means she's the sexiest woman alive is that what that means i guess uh, so for this guy probably i don't know <laughs> yeah he probably had a fetish um mm. of course we you know we're doing these like do we do we do we now call us a period piece at this stage? <laughs> Thirty years ago. Well, yeah, it would be. I think so because the hairstyles and the clothes, the outfits, you know, really the... influenced the that the the next five years of teenage, you know, life. Mm-hmm. So, even Kiefer is, is he says on the on the on the uh, panel he's like he's like he explains how he got the idea for his hairdo, and then he follows it up by going. You know, second thought, I, I'm thinking I'm maybe I'm I'm responsible for mullets. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he might actually be right. Oh yeah, I mean, he definitely still had one in that time to kill too, man. Yeah, so he, he, he didn't lose it. That's uh, dude. <laughs> but he was playing a redneck in that a racist redneck in that one. So yeah, yeah. So it's a little more understandable. Um, by the way, mm. uh, Ted is in this film. Ted. Bill and Ted. Ted is in this oh, film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only other movie I've ever seen him in outside of the Bill and Ted series. Yeah, it was weird. I, I was, as I'm watching uh, it, I, I was like, Winter, what? By the way, so everybody what? Knows. I couldn't remember. I was like, why? Did, I was like, oh, Ted, right. <laughs> yep. That's, did you see the, the the new Bill and Ted? No. Have you? I watched it. Okay. It's pretty bad. Um, dude, yeah, this guy. When was Bill and Ted? He had a bunch of stuff before Bill and Ted. Yeah, he's been a, he's been uh, in a lot of stuff. He was in, um, what was that? Um, not Van Wilder, but um, something else. He, he was in Death Wish 3. He was in oh, Death Wish? Yeah. The Lost Boys was one of his first films, actually. It was before Bill and Ted. That's sad <laughs> it was a bill and ted's excellent adventures tv series yeah what yeah when did this happen i don't know it shouldn't have happened they, they seriously shouldn't have made let it happen so this was, okay so he did this before bill and ted which by the way we should probably do as well bill and ted yeah, yeah. oh yeah the original for sure mm-hmm. um yeah and i don't really recognize anything else here yeah i mean he's done a lot of tv series looks like voice acting but death wish yeah 
when did what he was in I, I, I want to see the death with Wait, three just so i can see what he was in there seriously <laughs> she's probably just this kid this punk that gets killed by uh what's his Brock right. bronson <laughs> um yeah so so like you were saying well they were going for sexy like i felt like they went out of their way like to have this badass <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like the, the you know the vampires in particular like yep. this you know bikers leather lighting trash cans with logs in their layer yeah <laughs> hanging yeah. off of bridge, like all this stuff i was like all right guys we get it you're badass well it didn't it feel a lot you know the beginning of this movie felt a lot like karate kid yeah new kid comes to a new town and like but he instead of like getting teased or beat up by these kids he kind of joins their yeah crew Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i I get it i mean but like a lot of these young kid movies are are like that right it's about Mm. fish out of water you know Wow. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know if we're getting a vibe of if we like this movie or not. We're just really being very I, I think, analytical about this. <laughs> I don't, you know, I remember, I rem, you know, I remember liking this movie a lot when it first came out. And it's... It's not a terrible movie. It's it's by far a terrible movie. Like, as much as I know I re- recommended, you know, Less Than Zero, but if I had to choose between the two to watch again, I would watch Lost Boys again. And mostly because I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack is just... really good. Yeah, I mean, well, also no one's overdosing in this movie right so it's, it's a little it's a little lighter yeah. yeah there's that too and 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 it's like uh everybody like everybody in the film the whole town is kind of fucking crazy you know like it's just so un- abnormal this, this whole this whole town is a little bit abnormal um well, well, they, they're playing that song when they when they arrive at what santa carla is the name yeah. of the town there yeah. they're playing the uh, people are strange yeah. um not the original by the doors, but the um, who does this one? Uh, the doors, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, Bunnymen. Mm-hmm. Um, they play that as they're like going through different parts of town and seeing people. I was like, uh, okay, so I guess to your point, yeah, it's supposed to be a strange town. It was fun, um, so yeah, so and, and this, this fucking move, but the thing is, like, just music playing all the time. Yeah, like it was like literally all the time. Like I, I couldn't even catch like in the car, like they're flipping stations to try and find some music. And mm. they said they said a lot. I think people are strange. Yeah. But like there was like some, some honky tonk country going through. Like I, I couldn't even catch what songs those were. Mm. Uh, and then they, but there's like there's at least one like concert scene. Oh, I can't remember yeah. there's another one. Like yeah, so there's just music like, playing all the time. So yeah. like. It's just, yeah, we definitely have to do this for the podcast because it was a big part of the movie. Yeah, that that was a that that concert scene. The dude who was up on stage, man, I was like, "What the hell?" Like that is a what? real person. Like it's it, he, he was, movies too. He wasn't, he, he wasn't just an actor like on stage. He's dude. I looked him up. I Shazam the song and like the cover is him with a shirt off with a saxophone. Oh really? <laughs> wow. It was 
the thing, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad I, I learned that because if he was just something for the movie, uh, it would have been really fucking weird. But this, this dude, that was his thing. Okay. So he was uh, WWF at the time, I guess. Yeah, but it so seems like it. Imagine the WWF the character based on this guy. <laughs> and as he's coming down the ramp, he's playing his own theme music and playing the that saxophone. That would be, I mean, he's, he was, it, you know, he kind of screamed a little bit of like Mad Max to me. Like, I, you could take, I feel like you, you could pick him up and put him into like, you know, Thunderdome easily. Yeah, and he's, he's just like playing a saxophone outside yeah. the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two men enter, one man leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, man, the scene where um, <clears throat> I start saying people's names now. Corey Haim's guy was, character was Sam, right? Mm. Um, the scene where he goes into the, the comic book shop and he meets the two uh, brothers. The Did you notice their names? The Frog? frog? The last name is Frog, right? But they're the Frog brothers, but their names are um, Edgar and Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay. So parents were poetry fans. So, like, Sam goes into that comic book store. He's, like, browsing around. And these two guys, like, for some reason, just, like, trailing him. Mm. It's like, hey, guys, easy. It's not like he's a black dude in your store. Relax. <laughs> um, and then, and then you know, he's, like, looking at a – what was he saying? He's looking for a Superman, like, number four. And they yeah. were like, there's only three of those something he's like no four i'm always on the lookout for the other three like oh you're cool <laughs> yeah was, that, that was that just was such a like nerd moment like yeah come on man i think that's part of like why this movie like to this day like every couple years they will invite like Comic-Con will invite the cast of Lost Boys back to the con. Like, Lost Boys hasn't been on the screen in God knows how long, and they still invite them. And I think part of it is because of how they kind of use comic books to kind of, you know, build the character arcs for some of these characters, you know? It's like unbreakable or unbreakable. Right. (laughs) I mean, well, correction, apparently Santa... Cruise, which is where they filmed filmed it, yeah, uh, has a film screens uh, screens that movie every year for Halloween. So, oh, okay, let's do it. All right, well, <laughs> I stand corrected. That might be the only town that does it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, I mean, this and this movie's not even that long, right? So everything, the story moves pretty quickly. It's there's not really yeah. a slow. Let's see. Let me just double check it on that line. I think it was like an hour and a half or something. Uh, hour 22. Not even an hour. That's so, a short movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. I think that's a good... I, I, I wouldn't have been able to sit through any much more than that. But um, Yeah, true that. So they get through everything cool. Like this family gets to town. You meet the dad. Right. The people are strange. Should have been for him. His theme song. That yeah. Cool. They get there and he's like laying down on the porch playing dead yeah what the hell was all that, that, that that's that's fun 
and he like he's a, like a taxidermist like he has all these stuffed things in in his house and he's like he puts he gives one to his to sam every night like, <laughs> so he's got like a closet full of them <laughs> yeah um yeah and then so they get to the house and then they go out to a carnival and partying and shit immediately Okay, yep. it's a good way to meet people. And then, like, you know, everything just moves so quickly. And then he sees this girl, and then now we're into this girl's with this group of this gang of gang of guys. And, yeah. and it just goes, it just goes pretty quickly. You know, you don't have to wait too long to figure shit out. Um, Which is good. I particularly like the um, when he goes back to their lair. Um, the first they, time. Yeah, the first time. So you know, this is essentially where they uh, turn him. But like, I thought it was really cool how they did that. He's playing mind tricks with him while he's eating the Chinese food. Like it's maggots. That was messed up. Yeah. And then he's like, oh fuck. And then just he drops it in his rice. And then like he tries to offer him another one of domain and it's looks like worms. And like, and then it just just to get him riled up, and then they give him that bottle. And she says it's blood. He's like, Yeah, sure, sure it's blood. And like, and then he drinks it. So that was really cool how they did that at the like that scene. Yeah. He I mean his character was—he's—he wasn't the smartest dude on, on on the block, but you know, but like I think because the movie like moved so fast, you didn't get caught up in trying to like justify why he would be dumb enough to do what he did. You know what I mean? So that I think that's where moving fast works for them. Yeah. Trying to, I mean, well, also, like, you know, the, the peer pressure was real, you know? And we talked, we just talked about this, right? Like, new kid in a, a, a town, like this new town, trying yeah. to fit in and meet people. Like, so, yeah, you're going to, like, do stupid shit sometimes just to fit in. I wonder so, I guess, how much they looked at Karate Kid for this. Because, I mean, seriously, dude, there's a lot of parallels, man. The whole beach scene, I'm like, hmm, okay, well, that seems... Karate Kid-ish, but all right. Uh, well, Karate Kid was, what, 84? This is 87. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they had some time to do to some studying up. Do some studying up, yeah. Tax. Oh, no. Yeah, well, the first two Karate Kids were before this movie. But, yeah, that I mean, that scene in the cave was cool. It was definitely... Um, it was definitely a cool, like, in, like, because you knew there was something off about these dudes. You weren't exactly sure what it was. And then when they started doing this, that shit, you're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, all these, like, earthy creatures are always associated with vampires, right? It's usually, like, like, what was it, um, was it Interview with a Vampire? Hmm. I don't know if they're associated with like I think one of the girls is the the girl. What's her name? Um, Kristen Dunst. Uh, Wasn't she like feeding on rats for a while? Yeah, you know, rats, bats, and now like you have like maggots and worms. Like it's always like these like these animals we consider yeah gross, right? <laughs> so you know they threw that in there, and, and like they kept a lot of the uh all that vampire lore right like the traditional shit right thirst for blood obviously but aversion to sunlight no reflection flying healing you have to be invited in the stake through the heart to kill the holy water hurts them the guard right. all, all that stuff right they they didn't very like go off track much right. i don't think right i, I didn't know because the whole thing 
with the um, inviting the vampire in, mm. you lose your power. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So they invited him in and they loaded garlic onto his pasta and he ate it. Then he was fine. He was just like, it's just yeah. too much garlic. You have to be invited in. So that's Actually, also I like, oh, I know this dude's a vampire because of how he phrased it to. Yeah. Uh, You're the man of the house. And I'm not going to come in until you invite me. <laughs> kind of fucked up, mister. <laughs> Um, actually, I also didn't know. Is that is that a thing too in vampire lore? Like you have to drink, if you drink blood first, and then you make your first kill. That was new. I didn't. I, to be honest, usually, usually you, the, you get bitten, and that's how you turn, right? Yeah, I, and and I didn't know you could be un. It could be undone by killing the head vampire before you like. So I, that part, I think they kind of added in there, which was good because. Like I feel like there was, I feel like there was supposed to be a sequel to this. I I feel like they were there was supposed to be a sequel to this. They just never did it. Well, they didn't. How much money did they you said they made? Thirty two point two. So they four quadrupled their money. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Almost quadrupled. I would have. I felt like you know, based off of like the like, because I, I I don't know what the numbers were for like the um video rentals but i would imagine it was pretty high yeah yeah i I would say even now it's probably yeah like streaming is probably decent numbers too yeah so i'm like to me it would have made sense for them to like wait you know four years and do a do a like a sequel but (laughs) dude they're doing sequels 30 years later now bill and ted's for example so yeah that's true go for it Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> they should reboot it. That would be kind of cool. cool. We should. We need to make sure. Well, they can't do Corey Haim. So no. He's going to have to be recast. Yeah. yeah. How, how about the rest of the cast? Uh, this, this would be. This should be on our recastables. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would probably make the main family black, though, coming into oh, a new town. Could you imagine? Yeah. <clears throat> Had, and, and let it be in Harlem. So they they move into Harlem. Uh, I think I already did something like that. It's called Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Bad decision, bro. Yeah. Mm. But, well, I mean, they should, someone, someone needs to listen to our podcast and subscribe on YouTube. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, take this idea and run with it. Because actually, I probably would watch it. I wouldn't mind seeing like a a, re- a reboot. You know who should have been in this movie after hindsight, which would have been interesting? Keanu Reeves. Hmm, reunification, or would be the first time they him and Ted the uh, Ted Winter was not Ted Winter. Uh, I can't remember his name. Alex Winter were in the same movie again. Mm-hmm. Um, Keanu Reeves. I mean, he. Wow, this could be our one of our final questions. Would Keanu Reeves be good in this movie to make it? He could. He could definitely be the main, the older brother. Yeah. With that, because he's he's so good at being clueless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Coming this into this, perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you know, uh, the older brother, um, Jason Patrick. Uh, it's his real name. Michael is his character's name. Like he doesn't come off as like clueless or stupid. He just does stuff that right. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you going to this cave? Right. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know. Why are you hanging off this bridge? You anyway. 
Oh, so, we gotta, oh yeah, we gotta get into that. <laughs> well, we can get into it now. So like Keanu Reeves, um, yeah, actually, yeah, I think he would have been good in that role. Mm-hmm. Dude, that that's the hanging off the bridge thing, dude. Dude, maggots. Oh, <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, dude. Blood. <laughs> and the funny thing about Keanu though is that. I think you could put him in as the young Keanu. I think you could put him in as the John Wick Keanu. And John Wick Vampire Slayer? I think it would be just like... Is that maybe going to be John Wick 4? That would be cool. John Wick Vampire Slayer. Hmm. <laughs> so, yes, the, the bridge scene. Uh, as a black man... <laughs> is, this, is this why we can't recast with a black fan? Yes. <laughs> As a black man, we both we both know that we anyone's inviting us to that situation, we ain't going. We we first of all, we're not going. Like, hey man, follow us and drive, you know, follow us to where we going. Where we going? Oh, I'll tell you when we get there. Nah, you're gonna tell me now because I'm I'm not going if I don't know where I'm going. All right, we going down to the train tracks and hang off them. Yeah, I'm going home, man. I, I Dude, this this whole thing ends at when I see this girl get on this guy's bike at the, at the carnival. This the movie's you know over. The movie goes in a different direction altogether. I'm like, yeah, it's just me going to school and uh, like, well, I guess I'm going, going to home. family dinner. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the movie. They Super roll the boring. credits and that movie is over with. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, no, I'm good. Thank you. Oh yeah. So these dudes, I can't remember how they got to the bridge. Were they on their motorcycle? They're on the motorcycle, yeah. right? And he's like, I can't keep up with you. He's like, you don't have to keep. You no, know, I can't beat you on my motorcycle. He's like, you can't. You don't have to beat me. You just have to keep. Not don't fall behind. <laughs> and they, yeah, he's chasing them the whole time on his, you just terrible ass motorcycle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then they just—that's what you know. Listen, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of kids fucking did this. I wouldn't, you know what? I, after seeing this movie, I was thinking about that. I'm like, is this like, was this the impetus for a thousand deaths? Or, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. just hanging off a fucking bridge. How long can you go? Like, I, I don't care. I'm because at some point I'm not going to be able to hold on anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I, yeah, that's what doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, this what's, whole what's game one yeah, what's the end game here? Yeah, so guess we're not going to recast this with a black family. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a question. Mm. How do we feel about the mom in this film, played by Diana Weist? Weist yeah, I, which I, I forgot. I, I looked this up. I forgot what I know her from. She was in a bunch of things. Yeah, I always always saw her, but like this one particular movie. Anyway, you go ahead while I look that up. I I was torn between. I like her as an actress, right? I I enjoy her as an actress, but. I'd be damned if that was she. She she shouldn't get the award for the worst mom on 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 a, on, a, on the screen because there's a lot of stuff there. I was just like, wow, she's just like I, there were things going on in that house that, and another reason why you can't cast this as a black family that 
no kid should ever get away with ever. <laughs> and she was just like, whatever, it's all good. Fucking mom. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? I would be Jason Patrick's ass the, when he started, you know, getting all angsty on her and whatnot. I was just like, you know, I'm going, I'm going through stuff, mom. I'm going through stuff. I was just, and, and and when uh, uh, the younger brother comes in, is like, "Mom, can I sleep in your room?" I'm like, "I know you better get out of my room." How? Man, you too old for this shit, bro. You too old to be sleeping in my bed. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but like, yeah, and like, you, it, was like, it was literally the first day she meets this dude, right? And yeah, like, on a date. Why don't y'all get some coffee first? <laughs> she. She, I don't know, man. She, I mean, she she brought this on them. It's she her fault. Totally you, did. Realize this, right? <laughs> well, it's funny because there's like a little bit like so. Her and the older son are pretty much the same person, right? They're both they both kind of just fall trolling, trolling for ass for the first piece of ass that they see. This dude is so nerdy looking too. Like that—that's your type, huh? I'm like, all right, you wow. go for it. So she was, she was also the mother, mom of the year. She was also the mother in Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> that brings back a dude with scissor hands back to his family, her family. Damn, man! Like, do you read these scripts beforehand, or <laughs> are you you just okay with like playing wishy washy moms? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was definitely wishy-washy in Edward Scissorhands, but like, she was, she was like, just. I thought she did a good job just being a mom, single mom with two kids moving to a new town. True. But her decisions, decision making, man, was questionable. And then I, we have to talk about the, her, the guy she starts dating. His like motive for attacking this family is essentially he wanted to create the Brady Bunch. I think he said. I think Corey. Yeah. Feldman says this. I think it was one of his quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he said something about Brady Bunch, the vampire Brady Bunch, or the vampire yeah. Brady Bunch. Yeah, oh, blood sucking Brady Bunch. Edgar says it, not not Corey uh, Feldman. His brother says it. I'm like, yep, that's exactly. He's like, I wanted your kids and my kids and like create a family. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> wow. So not not world domination, just. Just a happy, <laughs> murderous family. Yeah, both you know, two dogs. One's fucking like a murderous dog as well. Yeah, no, this is a great idea. Hey, that little kid that was on the back of the milk carton was that the? Um... Well, I missed that first of all, but I'm assuming it's the kid that the the Lost Boys uh, had in their cave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I would assume so. <clears throat> I was like, hmm, okay. I mean, it just, yeah. So, you know, getting back to mom, yeah, her decision-making was terrible. I mean, and here's where you knew that she just really was just not smart. When she shows up to the dude's house and the dog fucking almost eviscerates mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. and she still goes out with him afterwards. I'm all, sorry. all he had to say was, "Oh, he apologizes." Um, yeah, yeah. I've been like, "No, what, you, we can, we need to tell you what. Before we go to dinner, we just take him to go get put down." Yeah. Well, 
I didn't say that everybody. Darren said that he he's he a, gonna get put down. Okay, just making sure we're clear on that. This um, movie turns into old yellow in about two minutes. But like you know, but we see this shit all the time, right? With the, the parent, like you know, the parents never believe the kids, right? right. <laughs> These kind of movies. So it, it's 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 just set up that way. Kind of yeah. like it's like, bitch, listen to your child. Like, <laughs> let's. They did keep true to the. That's like a real '80s trope, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Stop lying. There are no aliens trying to take over the world. But but yeah, like just horror movies in general. Right? We see this in, in Signs, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean that that was the aliens taking over the world. But we see this in every movie where these kids move into a new house and the mom's like, "Yo, shut up." <laughs> I just want them to do one movie when, like, right at the beginning, the kids say, hey, mom, you know, there's a murderer in love next door. And she goes, okay, let's move. That's, and just let it be. It's like, but all may, right. May, maybe the murderer follows them. And then you can have a movie off that. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. Just listen to your children, parents. Listen Come on. to your children. Every now and then, they're actually right. <laughs> um, but actually, so the mom's name is uh, Lucy. And this is another IMDb trivia. According to the writers, uh, that name was chosen because of Lucy from Bram Stoker's Dracula. She's the main woman in that. Yeah. So they got some callbacks. Um, Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, I suppose. Um, you know what else I noticed? I was just listening to the soundtrack, and it had on YouTube, and it had the, uh, you know, the movie cover of the album the mm. soundtrack cover and they have the older brother uh Kiefer Sutherland's character the girl star her the the kid that was with him uh Sam the other brother right. and two other vampires on that all of them are on this cover right. uh what's uh Corey Feldman's character is not on the cover <laughs> oh. he's not on the movie poster <laughs> like wait a minute he wasn't in the, um he wasn't in the um so when I went to go look up the cast list, mm-hmm. he wasn't on the cast list. I had to actually add him. Uh, on IMDB? On on IMDB, on some other list I was looking at. He wasn't on that list. I was like, what? Oh, Wait. I saw I saw him, but maybe you watched it before me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Did you also put up the thumbnail? <laughs> there was like a search they already have a database of actors yeah i mean um even when you look at the um i forget where i saw it there was some list that were because i was going to copy and paste it into my notes and i when i copied and pasted it i noticed Corey feldman wasn't on that list and i was just mm. like hmm, okay that's fucked up <laughs> Yeah, he's, maybe it's intentional because he's again not on the movie poster itself. Yeah, maybe that's it might, yeah, maybe we have to start talking about some of these songs though. Um, mm. Namely, this the movie, the one the movie opens with, and it's also during the sex scene, and also I think when he's turning and is initially turned, cry little sister. Yep, um, by Gerard McMahon. Oh, David's death at the end. It also plays then the uh, the head, well, the head of the gang vampire vampire gang. Uh, this is a pretty epic song. It's a great song. Yeah, I, 
I really enjoyed. It. I, I now I remember when, when watching this that I bought the soundtrack for this originally, and I used to listen to it all the time. But I would listen to this song a lot. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I mean, so let me just preface this by saying, um, I think I watched the movie once when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I might have been, yeah. Well, in '87, I was five when it came out, so I I probably watched it. When I was, probably too young to watch it mm. so i only watched it once never did it again so i but you know i know people talk about this thing all the time and specifically i've been in conversation where they talk about this song mm. um it, it definitely adds to that cult feeling <laughs> absolutely yeah. um i mean i'm looking at the lyrics i mean oh that was one thing i i read was that this was written after i think the artist just listened to the song didn't even watch the um the movie hmm. and wrote this song. So I kind of get that I get that impression because like the lyrics are like what did what did he I can't remember if he watched the movie once but didn't read the screenplay or whatever. Something mm-hmm. like that. But like I get I, I get it I, I get that feeling that he didn't do a lot of research by reading the uh, lyrics. Right. But I mean but that like refrain thou shalt not kill thou shalt not die is like a haunting epic like it's, it's really that's it's really well done yeah it's very big it's a very like big song like and um like it's weird like a lot of a couple of the songs on this on the soundtrack use some unusual what i would consider unusual instrumentation like you know like this that what's that song um i can't remember the song but it's like the they're playing it during the sort of the during the uh the, the festival and it's got like that clown music playing and i'm just like it's a lot of unusual stuff being used for the uh for this soundtrack which was kind of cool because it's an unusual town so i it makes sense that you would try to and capture some of its like almost like um carnival-esque type yeah i mean the carnival theme itself just like they go to the carnival like they go back like the carnival is just they like they're there i feel like that's the hunting grounds for the lost boy like that's their their main hunting ground right um yeah that was a little strange well, you know, like, it's also strange so is true. that supposedly so many people have mi- gone missing from this town and never once have they decided to go, man, you know what? Maybe we should shut down the carnival so that way people can stay home and stay safe. Yeah. So we, we don't see any of the police force in this movie, do we? So no, they were all dead, probably. <laughs> Maybe they were kidnapped. Um, anyway, so, you know, that song is, is pretty epic. We talk about people are strange. Um we talked about the guy at the carnival with his shirt off. <laughs> Thought he was at WrestleMania. Tim Capello was the artist. The song is I Still Believe. Yeah. I mean, there's like back-to-back songs, I think, with like... Was it back-to-back? Maybe not back-to-back, but like saxophone songs, which I think is very 80s. Yeah, Probably a very 80s thing. Um, Good Times by NXS. Yeah. Um, that's one star and come uh, Michael meet for the first time. I'm yeah. trying to I try to read the lyrics and see if it was like 
good for the scene, but it's, I think a lot of this is more just the, the feel that the music's making for the most of this, for the most part in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one song jumped out at me. Um, and it's also, when we talk about this now, like horror, real horror, gory stuff in this until the scene, which is the this bonfire scene. Um, mm. Walk This Way, Run DMC, oh, Run DMC. which yeah. is a historic song. Like, historic. Yeah. Um, and but, but meanwhile, this song is playing, and like these guys are at a bonfire, like, headbanging. This is not a headbanging song. <laughs> <laughs> they're like doing that thing where they're like, kick your legs up and like stomping, and like, it's, it's more of a mosh pit kind of thing. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I'm not what sure is that? What, what, what they thought that song was. So, like, walk this way, like, I'm big. I don't know. So, that's the scene I was referring to anyway before, which is like, this is where, like, the, the vampires, like, Michael's, they bring Michael on the hunt with him, with them, and they fucking go nuts on these dudes. Yeah. Right. Ripping out throats. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a shot of Kiefer Sutherland's character, David, like, biting into the top of the guy's skull. Yeah. What the hell was that, dude? You can't that get a neck. Of- <laughs> Maybe he was swarming too much. You know, I don't like know. he was cracking open a coconut. <laughs> yeah, and like I was watching that with Anderson, we're just and we're just like, what the fuck? The game comes out of nowhere, dude. We hadn't seen nothing <laughs> like this the whole movie, and all of a sudden, like blood is spilling everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So here's a notable scene for you. How does how does that happen? Like I was as this was happening, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, so tomorrow this is um you know the police gather to you know investigate this. How how, how do they how do they not think some something crazy just happened here? Like because I mean, unless they have like the same cleanup team that John Wick uses or something. <laughs> Maybe they just drag all the bodies back to the lair. I, I don't know. I don't know I what's guess. happening. Um, but I will say just off the face of it, like I like a lot of these song titles. I, I might have to steal some. Like yeah, Cry Little Third, um, Lost in the Shadows. I like that. Yeah. That was the motorcycle race you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Beauty Has Her Way. Ooh. That's a good one too. Yeah. Ooh. And they also have a cover of um Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Yep. And it's Roger Daltrey. Yep. Um, from uh, the Who. Yep. He's he singing the cover. Um, so that was an interesting one. But yeah, this is a lot of stuff out here, man. Yeah, this um, this is a solid, like uh, this. You know, this soundtrack is kind of like pretty. Like how it goes with the film, I think is very typical to of a lot of what was happening in the in the like film and music space in the eighties, where like I think Miami Vice kind of started setting this tone where you didn't you didn't you didn't put film songs in the film just because of the lyrics, you did it to build the atmosphere. It was like another character in the movie, and so. This to me was kind of like that as well, where it was just, it was a good combination of songs, but the songs were not necessarily just because of the lyrics, but more about 
just building the atmosphere of each scene and creating like this, you know, you know, the sexy moments, the, 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 the tense moments, that funny moments, the, the, you know, ironic moments, um, was good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the screen, the soundtrack. Well, also, and also we've said it already, but like saxophone was huge in the eighties, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm flipping yeah. to like a bunch of movies like when like some i don't know the cop comes on hard luck he's just walking down the street in the rain and you're like yep. well um, richard donner's on this because so you know he did that in what lethal weapon had it had lethal weapon lethal weapon had that combo because eric clapton did some of the music for that like the yep. but they also had the saxophone like i guess it was for sex scenes like yep they had the saxophone playing but like it also flips me to like Police Academy, which is a parody of action <laughs> movies, but like they would use the saxophone too. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of like my era. So I, I I'm in, I have an endearment to it, but it's <laughs> it is I acknowledge that it's ridiculous. Um, uh, any any favorite quotes? Uh, uh, I don't even know. Did I write any quotes down? Um, one really early on. What would you go first? This is one when they get to the, the grandfather's house and he's lying down on the oh, porch God. and he's and the Sam is like, if he's dead, can we go back to Phoenix? <laughs> Dude, like he could be dead. What's wrong with you? And the mom has like no reaction to that. She's like, oh stop. Like <laughs> you know, she was trying to maintain her um to well, everything good job yeah well success well, there weren't a lot of great quote what i would call great quotes no but the one where sure i think uh the grandfather says if all the corpses buried around here were to stand up all at once we'd have one hell of a population yeah. problem <laughs> Also, like, a bit heartless. Yeah, the grandfather is nuts, man. Yeah, let me just say he's. I've already mentioned it. We mentioned the outfits and the grandfather. These are, these are my what the fuck moments. Just put that out there. Um, <laughs> I, I actually liked one one quote um, when Sam is talking to the the brothers and they're trying to figure out like characteristics of like his brother being a vampire and he's like oh. uh, are his fingernails longer bad breath and they name it like a version to sign all that stuff and like sam's like yeah his fingernails are a bit longer he always had bad breath though <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that's that's a, that's a little brother thing to say that's actually a perfect line <laughs> yeah oh how about when uh he uh the the frog bro- kill your brother you'll feel better yeah what it's not like the matrix like have a cookie i promise once you're done you'll feel better like no um well this goes along with my grandfather what the fuck moments is like when they're carrying the girl and the kid up the stairs they get home and they're carrying them up the stairs and the grandfather's like michael do you know what the rule about filling up the car when you take it without asking that was what he was concerned about, not two bodies being dragged upstairs. I was like, dude, what? what's wrong oh, with you? Yeah, that was so, I'm like, what? Wait, what? Uh, yeah. This so. family has, you know, the sad thing is, is that the little brother is probably the only sane, sane person in that family. 
Yeah, I would not disagree with that. I would not disagree. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so good times. Uh, what the fuck moments? Do you have anything else? I think we might have. Um, oh, which I still don't understand because we mentioned early how you need permission to come into the per- uh, vampire needs permission to come in the house. <laughs> how how come Jamie Kurtz was able to get in the house? I'm just like when she, you're like he, she's like come out. He, I need to see you. He's like I'll come out. He turns his back, turns around. She's in the house. I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> Is it because she's not full vamp. She's not vamped out as they say. I guess. See, I, I thought they don't explain. It. I'm like they don't explain yeah. Just, just kind of throwing some shit out there. I don't know. Maybe they're like, is it like in um, Blade where you have like the, the um, takes time for to turn. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I was just like, what? Like, I well, I, and then the, the sex scene between them. Like, to be honest, I, 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 maybe I was like, is this, is this, are we back in less than zero again? Suddenly. Yeah, I thought I actually quite frankly don't pay much attention to that. I was just like writing notes, like, okay, when is this over? <laughs> this is absurd. Um, yeah. Oh no! Don't know, bro. I'm sorry, Jamie, but yeah, it might be you. <laughs> You're the uh, the constant factor in these sex scenes and why they're so I just, terrible. I don't. I mean, she's she's an attractive woman during this time, but I don't buy her as a sex symbol. <laughs> now, I, I don't buy her as a sex symbol when you have, at that time, you probably had some of the most iconic women on, on screen. You had, you could have gotten uh, Demi Moore, you could have gotten Jennifer Grey, you could have gotten... that Bo Derek era, too? Yeah, yeah I mean, so, you know... No disrespect to Jamie, but you know. Well, speaking of, well, I don't know. She was a bit. She was a bit of a sex symbol. But um, did you notice the posters that Sam has in his bedroom? Oh, the um Rob Lowe one. There's Rob Lowe, which is <laughs> funny. Uh, there's also Molly Ringwald. Oh, <laughs> I missed that one. And there was also another IMDb trivia about this. Let's see. Uh, his he had the Rob Lowe poster in his closet door because uh, Schumacher had just directed almost Saint Almost Fire with Rob Lowe. So I can use a little little chestnut right there for you. Uh, you know how directors okay. like to put in things from other movies into their current projects. Mm. All right, okay. are we? Ready for our questions? Yeah. The, oh, one one more um, one more piece of trivia that it, I totally forgot. I dug this up. Um, there actually was supposed to be a sequel for this. Okay. They pl- wow. they actually planned a sequel. Joel Schumacher tried throughout the nineties to get a, a, a sequel done, but the the basically they couldn't. They couldn't put together a screen screenplay that they felt worked, which is surprising to me because I feel like this wasn't like 
a movie that was so heavy. You know, it wasn't like this was the great. This wasn't the two Jakes or anything or Chinatown or anything, man. Mm-hmm. Well, also, while you're saying that, talking about dialogue, it's like Kiefer Sutherland's role, a character had the least lines uh, mm. amongst the leading actor supporting cast. Mm. And um, <laughs> the name Michael was said approximately 118 times. Holy shit. Lot, they bro. did say his name a lot. <laughs> it's like mom, 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 mommy, mommy, mom. It was like if they, it was almost like if they didn't say, you know, enough time, they were going to forget he was in the movie or something. I don't know. Um, all right. So I guess we can get to our questions now. Ooh, Richard Donner was originally supposed to direct this movie, oh, but he had, but he moved into production with Lisa Weapon. Smart move, yep. good Donner. move, yeah, Richard. <laughs> Although a few guns in this movie wouldn't have hurt. Um, <laughs> Explosions. Um, yeah, because yeah. the only thing they didn't explore was the silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's that's werewolf. Isn't it? No, for um, vampires too. Check the move. Check the movies. It's over. Enchanted mm-hmm. with like um, what do you call it? coated with um, holy water. Wow, you're a nerd. All right, to our questions. <laughs> uh, so uh. Would I already know the answer to this? Would Tom Hanks and could Tom Hanks be in this movie? If so, in what role and would he make it better? I feel like he could. I just don't know what role. Um, but this was like his heyday. Yeah, this would have been prime prime uh, Tom Hanks time right now. Yeah. Turner Hooch and big big. Yeah. Um, I would almost say Michael role. But again, like, right, it would be so much, it would be a little goofier. <laughs> it would be a lot goofier, but I feel like just as an actor, he would have brought something different to the to the role, so. And, and also, this movie is not the serious, most serious movie, so it, it might have right. worked. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Thus our reason for the question, because, I mean, with Tom Hanks, very rarely does he not work in a film. So, um, yeah, yeah. He, still, he still worked in the terminal and that was a terrible. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't like the terminal. <laughs> Back to back movie, the podcast I'm talking about. <laughs> the problem is I'll still watch it. It's like a day killer for me. If it's on, I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah, when it's on, I watch it, but then afterwards, I'm like, oh, why did I watch it? I have to go shower after I watch that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would think he... Uh, hmm. I would like to see him as the, the boyfriend, the, the the shop owner, head oh, vampire dude. Like um, older, older Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Because... I feel like he's more charming, so it would have been like even more scary to see him try to charm a really already clueless Lucy in into you know his clutches. Um, although watching him with vampire teeth would have been a little hard. So, 
I mean, vampire teeth are always difficult to look at. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, does Eric Clapton's Tears in Heaven fit into the soundtrack on um, what scene? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Um... <laughs> okay. Um, tongue in cheek. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be he, he uh it's the song that's playing when they're swooping down to grab the the police officer in the front. there was there was a police officer it was one police officer yeah right? they got that dude in the parking lot remember <laughs> that that would be to me as as they're flying off and they're playing the song <laughs> I could that would be hilarious. I think that would be so. You're really enjoying this idea, yeah? Because it would be. I mean, no. Uh, man, I was almost. uh, I I was again. This was not a super serious movie, so tongue in cheek. I think works. Right. Um, I I was almost like when when David dies, Kiefer Sutherland's character dies at the end. Oh, that's an interesting concept. But yeah, I guess um, it it makes him kind of a victim, but still could work. Well, I mean, they, they play "Cry Little Sister" during that, and that still kind of makes yeah, you feel sorry for him yeah. as well. So, no, I think they already did that. By the way, let's recap vampire deaths in this movie. We have, I think we have to do that. Um, the traditional stay through the heart, right? There's that whole scene where they come to the house and they set it up like Home Alone, all yeah. these traps and shit. Um, dissolved in a bathtub filled with holy water. Yeah, it's fucked up. Wow. Exploded by an arrow through the heart and pinned to a stereo and then electrocuted. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, I forgot that was one of my what the fuck moments. I was like, what? Give me a fucking break. Is Hawkeye in this movie suddenly? Dude, dude, like bow and arrow is not like something you just pick up and do, man. (laughs) Yeah, like, but suddenly he was just so good with it. Yeah, Um, death by antler. Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) dope. And then uh, death by massive stake into a fireplace. That was another what the fuck moment that I didn't mention, but that I was like, what, Grandpa, man, what the fuck is this? What what's his deal? Mm-hmm. Like he just suddenly decided that the end of the like first of all where was he? Second of all, how, you know he just comes driving through like the Kool Aid Man out of, out of nowhere with a like a whole bunch of steaks. But he but if you remember, there's a scene in the movie where he's outside working in the field or something, yeah. and you just see him putting all these shaving mm-hmm. these all these wooden pieces down, and you don't know what it's for. I thought it was just like he was building a fence. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was building a fence too, but I guess he. Maybe, the end, he's like the uh, only problem in this town: all the damn vampires. Yeah, so basically, he knew that's, everything was happening. That's, that's something you might want to mention to your damn family as they're moving oh, there, right? Come oh, on, Grandpa. Come on, Grandpa. This dude. <laughs> um, he's a messed up dude. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, <laughs> 
and it doesn't all well i still still i'm gonna continue digressing it doesn't look like remember he had that shelf in the fridge where he's like this is my root beer oh, no yeah. one touches that he pulls yeah. it out the end doesn't yeah. look like it's blood yeah that's what i was doing i was like is he a vampire is he like blade like half vampires hunting down vampires um, maybe he's the old an old white blade <laughs> That's what they should call the sequel, Old White Blade. Oh, <laughs> um, okay, so what's your favorite song? And then which song do you think encompasses the story of the film? Uh, I'm going to... My favorite song... Hmm. This is a no-brainer, bro. Well... I'm trying not to have one song be both, but I kind of think that, um, actually, no, my favorite song is, um, cry little sister. And my, I think the song that fits the movie the best is, um, people are strange. Um, the correct answer for favorite song is walk this way. Oh, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, cry a little. Uh, sorry, what was the one you said for the movie? Oh, People Are Strange. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they play it almost immediately in the film. Um, I liked um, I Still So Walk This Way is my favorite. Um, mm. I liked uh, I Still Believe. That's a good song. Is that, regardless of who was actually the representation of the song in the movie, that song was actually really good. It actually... No, no I told you, that's the actual artist, man. <laughs> I know, but still, I just refuse. <laughs> but, um, but, dude, like, um, I, to me, it, and of course, you know, I, I get into the lyrics and stuff, that 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 enca- encapsulated, like, a lot of, a lot of just the visuals and the feel of the movie. Like, I, it starts out, I've been in a cave 40 days. Right. Um... <laughs> What is it? Um, oh, I want to give out. I want to give in. This is our crime. This is our sin. You know, vampires are usually like anti, um, like, the, like the anti-Christ, right? Yeah. Um, and it's talking about through, I believe, through the pain and the grief. Like, I'm sure vampires are very tortured souls. Um, I don't know. I just, a lot, a lot of it, um, oh, flat on my back out at sea. Like, we do a lot of stuff over the sea, um, hopping hoping these waves don't cover me like there's a lot of scenes where they're flying and it's over the water mm-hmm. so i thought visually it did a lot to kind of um to, it did a lot to relate to the film mm. yeah it's, i mean yeah uh one thing i wonder like so i i don't know this guy tim capello no do you think this was his only song mount everest you know, was this this his greatest thing? Because I, I would, you know, that would be sad. Like you're in like a blockbuster movie like this. Perform here in the film. You're not just you're like in the film. Yeah. But then nothing. <laughs> hey man, it's called One Hit Wonders. Yeah, I guess that happens on, on the on the film on the on the film too. So. Hey, you know what? Though he he can always say that he's been in a, he's in a cult classic and a film that people will still watch to this day. So 
and his yeah songs probably on a bunch of people's playlists as well so yep yep i actually put this i added uh this on my uh favorite one of some of my favorites on spotify because uh there's some some good stuff on there yep good stuff so well uh we get to the last question what do you give this movie on a scale of one to ten? Ten being the best. Um, it, it is a cult classic. Uh, it, it's just watchable. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it, does this fall into your day killers category for you? They don't. You know what? First of all, they don't play it a lot. You don't get to see it on TV a lot, which is weird. But if I, if it was, yeah, I think I think. Yeah, I think this could be a, a day killer. Yeah, I mean, it's just just for that reason, and like it's it's campy and it's fun. I, I give it a six. Mm. Wow! Wait, and a bunch of and a bunch of like less than zero. Would you give less than zero? A six. Did I give this? No, I didn't give less than zero six. Did I? Yeah, didn't you? Because I, I gave it a lower. six and a half. Because I. I'm pretty sure, dude. I'm checking my numbers. Oh, I gave it a six because of the two black song songs that were made huge because of it. I gave it a yeah. five. Based on so are you saying that that this movie is that level? Mm. What do you mean that level? They, well, I both, got they're both pretty bad. Your impression? About? Well, you told me that the less than zero is not a rewatchable. Mm-mm. But that, that's good. That, but that, but that's that that that's good for other reasons, like the, like those two songs and some of the other tracks. Um, some of the performances are good, like Robert Downey Jr.'s performance was really good. So like mm-hmm. that, there's other factors there. Could do you think Robert Downey Jr. would have been good in this movie in Lost Boys? No, because he wouldn't have got to the set. He'd probably yeah, that's true. Well, he would have got the one thing right because uh, vampires don't like to they sleep during the day, so he would have been he would have had that down. He, he, he well, he definitely does not fit in as a like a like a biker gang dude. So no, he, he definitely not. Yeah. All right. So um, what do you get? It? Um, I gave it a seven and a, a seven. Um. Simply because it is, a, I think, a, it's a, it's like you said, it's, it's a campy. It's, it's kind of like you know. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, why are you giving me shit? You giving it this about the same score as the, as the other movie too? I gave, I gave the other one a six and a half. So I've improved. <laughs> I can't get, I can't give it more than a seven because, and the only reason why. To be honest, if if I were going to give it a higher grade, it was only because the the music deserves it. But I think a seven is a good a good start. Maybe if I rewatch this in a year from now, we do this podcast a year from now. Maybe I give it higher. I don't know. It'll probably have a reboot by then. Yeah. <laughs> so if they do it, let's put it this way: if they do a reboot, then we'll come back and we'll rewatch both of them and and, and do a compare. All right. So, hear that, folks? It's something to look forward to. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's up? What's coming up for you? Anything? Uh, just that show. My first show back since 
COVID, um, August 24th, 7 p.m. at Arlene's Grocery. So I'm just uh, getting ready for that. Um, I, I'm actually also doing one of our friends of the podcast, Rachel Kim. I'm going to do a, one of her events on April, uh, August 3rd, I think August 3rd or 4th. Oh, really? I didn't know that. There you go. So I'll be performing for one of her events also in August. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And she also has an event coming up uh, this Tuesday. So yep, on the 13th. Check that out. Yeah. yeah, should be good. So if you wanna, if you wanna find out more about that, I think I have it posted on Instagram. So if you follow yeah, me on awesome. Instagram, yeah, you can, you can find find that information. I have, I don't really have much. I got a, I think I have um, a couple podcasts this week. Um, I am talking to Peter Westbrook, um, who was um, a bronze medalist um, fencer at the Olympics. Wow. But he now he now runs the Peter Westbrook Foundation, which is uh, like um, helping to bring uh, fencing to children all over the world. So, um, so we're talking to him. I'm talking to him on the 12 million. Uh, um, tomorrow, actually. So nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. Otherwise, um, well, did, oh, did you have you seen uh Black Widow yet? Not yet. I'm hearing good things about it though. Oh my god. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah, the fight scenes are just. Ah. All right. Yep. It's, it's on my list. It's on the list. Um, right. and, uh, are we? to try and do uh summer of soul too oh yeah most definitely i, I don't know well you got monday you got something maybe 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 wednesday oh, we'll see um i i've heard a lot of good things about this too so people check out summer of soul and then check us out when we review it yeah and then you can come on and ask us questions and share your thoughts on the the movie yeah, I've heard nothing but good stuff. So, yeah, so that's something else we have coming up. Um, but yeah, you know, that's about it for now. Oh, oh, and um, for those people, um, we have a new episode of the Download Podcast 007 edition that comes out tomorrow, 8 a.m. on all of your podcast Ooh, platforms. Which one is this? This Man with Golden Gun? Man with the Golden Gun. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. So, all right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for us. Then, um, unless you have anything else you want to share. No, I got something good. All right. Well, then until the next episode, I am Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And this was... The down. See you guys. Stay safe and uh, subscribe and follow. Thank you.